Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine Liston, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a more sustainably profitable business by charging for the value that you and your products or services or software deliver. Welcome, everyone. And welcome to today's guest, Paulina Rossi. Hello, Paulina. Hello. Thank you for having me in the show. I'm excited to be Welcome. So actually, most of you, many of you may not know this, but Paulina is joining us for the second time. She was one of the very first guests we had on the show when I started back in 2018 sometime. So it's been a while. I thought it would be great to have her come back on the show and share her pricing journey and and where she's gotten since then as well. First, however, I would like to start with a few rapid fire questions so we can get to know Paulina a bit better. So first of all, Paulina, where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Switzerland, close to Geneva. So we are in the French, French speaking part of the country. <laughs> and originally you're from Finland in Northern Europe. Ah, excellent. And what is your superpower, either personally or professionally? Okay, great. Personally, I have a very wide stock of song lyrics stocked in my head, so I can sing a lot of songs, really, by memory. However, my singing voice is not spectacular. So, well, the content is there, the delivery, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Can, be, can be worked on. That's funny. When I was a kid and uh, we would be on, we did a lot of road trips, and I would always sing along with almost everything that came on the radio. And my dad would always yell at me and he'd say, Janine, why is it you can remember the words to thousands of songs, but you can't remember your history homework? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. There's something there that uh, just makes them stick easily. Yeah. Well, speaking of music, here's another question for you. What's one song that would be the soundtrack of your life right now? I do love your questions, especially as a former journalist. I do appreciate appreciate this line of, of questions. I've been listening quite a bit of Jamie Cullum recently, so let's go with What a Difference a Day Made. Oh, cool. What a Difference a Day Makes. Great song. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Excellent. All right. So what's one interesting thing that most people don't actually know about you? Well, well, I mentioned I used to work as a journalist, but I think many people know that about me, but they might not know that I, my dream when I was younger, when I was doing my studies was to become a foreign correspondent and work in French. And well, now when you look at where I am, I'm not that far from France. So so yeah, I, well, I'm not a foreign correspondent, but but you're, yeah. you're in communications. Exactly. Not, uh, yeah. not, uh, we didn't fall that, that far from the tree. Yeah, too far. It's funny. I have no recollection whatsoever of what I wanted to be when I grew up. If there was something. So I'm always kind of curious of how, you know, how people remember that. <laughs> yeah, well, there must have been other things as well. But I even, 
applied to uni to to study the French language, but I mm -hmm. didn't get in. I got in in journalism. So, well, that's where it got me. Okay, cool. Excellent. So now let's turn a little bit towards what you do. What kind of value do your clients get from what you do? I'll explain what you do first. Yeah, absolutely. I work with all things written content, a lot with blogs, social media, website. Those are maybe things that uh, that most most listeners are familiar with and most businesses need at some some stage or another. Mm -hmm. And I help my clients, first of all, figure out what kind of content they need, what they should share, say, how mm -hmm. they can spread the word about their amazing software or service or product or whatever it is that they mm -hmm. are offering. And then I can also help them get, get the job done. So when they need more hands-on deck, when they only maybe have a, have a small team or they they just need more more woman power on creating quality content so I can help them them deliver that. And what is the value of that at the end of the day? Well, it depends a lot on what the business goals are. Mm -hmm. The value of content and communication, it can be in spreading the word, especially if you're mm -hmm. in the early stages, just getting your company name out there. Mm -hmm. But then it can also be further down in the, in the customer's journey in client acquisition, in lead generation, getting mm -hmm. more clients. Clients. But one thing that where content can deliver a lot of value and that's often a little bit overlooked maybe is also in onboarding and customer service. Mm -hmm. Especially with tech companies, service-based companies, when you want to make sure that your clients actually make most of your service. They don't just work with you, but they actually get the results and they keep getting those results after you you finished working together, maybe. And that's where content and communication can be very useful. Okay, very good. Interesting. I like it. All right. Why don't we turn towards your pricing journey? So can maybe you tell us a bit about where you started and what pricing was like for you at the beginning? Yeah, with pleasure. Well, it's also interesting to kind of look, look back into all that after all these years. To be completely honest, when I started out, I was thinking a lot about what I love to do, writing mm -hmm. and clear messaging and uh, things like that and how that could be of help for other people and our businesses. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think of pricing that much in those early stages. Mm -hmm. It might sound a bit naive now in perspective, but I really didn't have a strategy or a mm -hmm. very clear approach on how I was going to price my services. That's very common, I think, for many people at the beginning that... They don't really think about it too much, usually until they have to actually communicate it to someone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I was also lucky in a way that my first clients were very used to buying services. They had those frameworks in place. There was kind of a starting point. But when you let somebody else define the value of your work instead of doing it yourself intentionally, it's a little bit of what they say when you take on a new job. If you accept too low a salary, it's very hard to make any dramatic changes to it right. along the way. And if you start with your own business the same way by just following pricing strategies that maybe your clients other contributors or contractors have used uh -huh. it's not necessarily it doesn't drive your business goals in the best possible way right you started out contracting and and what you were charging was generally led by your clients is is what i'm hearing Absolutely. and then yeah. other 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 people in the industry kind of like standard right. standards yeah industry standards which there are few but <laughs> we like to think there's more than there are often in pricing and then you switched things a bit, right? 
you kind of shifted towards time-based pricing, if I remember correctly. Yeah, exactly. So from there, I then kind of started figuring out how much am I making on an hourly basis, just on average. Mm -hmm. I started, well, using that as a base. I've never charged hourly per se. I've often tried to favor package pricing, but that package price was based on my estimates or how long a time a job would take. That can cause be another well rocky road in a different way because some projects take much more than anticipated others are maybe shorter lighter easier yeah shifting to time-based pricing is another uh, methodology for pricing gives you a little bit more control over what you're doing i love the fact that you weren't necessarily communicating that way but communicating more of a a package is I think what you said. Um, How was that working for you? Did it work well? Do you feel like it was representative of what you were doing? What was that like? Well, for a while, I guess it, it it worked relatively well. It worked better than, well, not having any strategy at all. The the challenge with the time-based pricing is that hourly prices always sound expensive. It doesn't matter how low it actually is. It it still sounds expensive when you put it like that. So Mm -hmm. then it can turn clients off. And Mm -hmm. the challenge there is that the client don't really know what they're going to get if you have 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 an hourly price. And then from a contractor's point of view, it makes the revenue stream sometimes, well, not unstable, but it makes sometimes a little bit hard to anticipate how many hours are actually included because Mm -hmm. clients are very different. What they need can be very different and sometimes it's not easy to to estimate and anticipate that in the early stages i find and what value is for each client for some clients it can be value that you're very available and you use a lot of hours and they might be willing to pay for that for Mm -hmm. some clients right so it doesn't give you a lot it doesn't give you as much flexibility in in terms of how much you charge for what you're delivering Naturally, and then it also puts all the clients in the same, well, in the same line in a way. And well, early stages I was working, I still am working with early stage startups or very small businesses. And then again, more established, small and medium sized businesses who have very different needs. And also they have different budgets for Mm -hmm. them. Value is very different. So then putting them all well in the same group, um, it can be tricky as well. Yeah, it can be. And it also, when you use time-based pricing, you're basically saying that the amount of time that you spend is what the value is derived from. Exactly. It does contribute to the value in some cases, like it's going to take you longer, you know, if there's more text, things like this. But the, the real heart of the value comes from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and well, that, that depends, of course, on many things as well. So where are you now with your pricing and what, if anything, has changed? Well, yes, I guess many things have changed. Mainly the thing that now I have a clarity about what my strategy is. I have a framework with which to work to set my prices for different client groups, for different projects, because I could imagine that many freelancers, independent contractors can also recognize that feeling that when you're calculating your prices, it's always a little bit of a long and laborious process and you never know where you're going to land. So mm-hmm. having that framework and having that clarity mm-hmm. and having that, that strategy in the first place, it has helped me a lot. I've moved from a time-based and a client-based pricing to more towards 
support, value-based, and different packages, and even bigger packages, something I've understood along the way was that mm, sometimes I was trying to create small packages to honor my clients' budgets. Mm -hmm. But then I started seeing that necessarily what the client wants, it's not necessarily a blog post or even a website or landing page. They want more clients, they want more leads, they want, want to save their times. And for that, they might not actually need that one tiny thing that they think they have budget for. Having that clarity on pricing and also on the value that the offer delivers and uh, gives for the clients has led me to package my services differently so that there's not only copywriting, for example, but there's a strategy around that, which uh, gives more value to the clients at the end because they know why they are doing what they are doing. They often upskill they upgrade their own skills along the process. They, well, they have a lot more clarity in what they are doing in terms of communication and content marketing as well. Right, right. I think what's really important there, one of the things that you said is that you, sometimes what the client says they want and what they actually need in order to get where they want to go are two different things. And sometimes as the person supplying the service or the product or whatever it is, you have to be the one to say, well, actually, you told me you want to get here in order to get there. This is what you need. It takes a certain amount of confidence and maybe even experience, some might say. Certainly, if you have the confidence, that helps, right? To be able to speak with your clients in that way and have that conversation. Has that been a big transition for you? I guess over time, yes. Of course, it rarely happens overnight. It's a process. It's a process of so many things in business. But definitely, I, I do recognize that confidence and experience aspect. It's not always easy in the early stage. And even less if you're not very clear about, uh, well, these things in your business other, other than your own expertise. So it's definitely a learning process. There's definitely a learning curve there. And it's also a question of maybe the maturity of a business in a way to find that confidence and also to look at your business in a little bit wider way. And well, here we come also to a communication. It's really about just saying one thing, but thinking about everything that's, that comes before and after and, it's, uh, and seeing the context. Then it also connects to what the client actually wants and how they can get there. Right. And when you talk about, when you think about when you first started your business and the topic of pricing and, and where you are now, does it feel different to you? Pricing, definitely, yeah. I have a lot more clarity and confidence in my pricing. To be honest, it's not always easy. There are moments when it really stings and feel hard. It's Pricing is not a feel-good business where everybody just gets to feel amazing all the time. They will at the end because they really get the results and good value for money, but it doesn't always feel good when you're, when you're in the process. But yeah, I have a lot more clarity and confidence. And like I mentioned earlier, I feel like I have that framework. So it's not necessarily that I know on top of my head that, okay, if you want this, it's going to, to, to cost you this much. But I know, I know on which elements my pricing is based on. And then I can ask myself and my client the right questions so that they get the value. And uh, well, it's priced in a consistent and fair way for, for both of us. Right, right. And that's a great point there. I love that. That is very important. A lot of times when people come to me, they're talking about, I want to have a fair price. 
And I find often myself that I have to remind people that fair doesn't mean just a low price for a customer. It actually fair would directly imply uh, that it's also a good price for you and for your business. Right. That's that's super important. Cool. So, Paulina, we are actually at the end of our time today. I've got a few wrap up questions here for you. It went so quickly. Fire away. (laughs) (laughs) So what's one thing that you'd like people to take away from our discussion today? That pricing, set, pricing, setting up your prices or setting up your pricing strategy is a process. And there's not such a thing as too early. I think it's better to start earlier than later. But anyway, it's a process and a framework that evolves as your business evolves. Because I remember when, well, when I was so asking myself all these questions, I was asking myself, like, is it too early to really work on my pricing? No, I probably could have done it even earlier. But wherever you are in your business, it's uh, really, it's really worth, uh, worth it to to think about these these questions and ask mm-hmm. yourself these questions mm-hmm. if you think back over how long have you had your business four and a half years four and a half years so what's the best business advice that you've been given that you'd like to share with the listeners yeah that's good well there's actually something i heard quite recently mm-hmm. and it's something along the lines that when actually when you need to invest in yourself and in your business and get help, it's in those moments when you think you can't afford it, you don't have the time, you don't have resources, you can't do it right now. That's usually when you need it the most and it will also give you the best return on investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's those ouchy decisions, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. It, it does. I remember when I was uh, deciding to move to Switzerland, I had already accepted a job offer with another company. And then the boss of the company I was working for came to me and said, will you stay if I can send you to Switzerland? And I said, no. And I was for a week, I was the most miserable person on the planet because I, and my heart, I really wanted to go to Switzerland, but I felt like I had given this other company my word. And I remember I'd gone on a bike ride with some friends and we were standing in a parking lot at the pizza parlor <laughs> and I was crying I don't know what to do and it was one of those moments where you know sometimes the toughest decisions are the ones that set you free the most and I kind of never imagined that 21 years later I'd still be here <laughs> yeah, yeah. obviously I, I gave up the job and came over here <laughs> and so, the rest is history yes as they say right so what's a, a favorite book or tool that you'd like to share with us today I love, in terms of books, I love a book from Donald Miller that's mm-hmm. called Building a Story Brand because it's a very good uh, introduction to how you can actually use storytelling and that, well, the elements of storytelling in your business and your communication in a very effective way. Excellent. Okay. Last question. If people would like to reach out to you to find out how more about what you do and how to work with you, where should we send them? I'm hanging out a lot on LinkedIn. That's really my favorite social media platform. So you can find me there with my name, Paulina Rossi. There aren't a lot of uh, Paulinas with two eyes. So when you just get that right, you will probably find me very easily. And I would love to connect. Excellent. So I'll put that in the show notes for you guys as well as a link to the book so that you can find that and get over there easily. I will confess here that Paulina is actually the one who helped me with the copy for my own website. (laughs) 
<laughs> so if you want to see a great example of her work, you can also head over there to thepricinglady.com. <laughs> it was she such a fantastic project to work on. <laughs> yeah, it was good fun. All right, Paulina, first of all, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate you coming on here again and sharing your journey and giving us some updates on how that's been going. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I've been listening to your show for a long time, so it's nice to be here. Yeah. All right, everyone. I wanted to let you know. So this week I've been running two web classes, but you missed them. So sorry. If you would like to watch the replay, though, they will be up on my Facebook group for the next week. So you can head on over to Charge Your Worth with the Pricing Lady, but they come down in five to seven days. So you got to get over there now and have a look at that. Otherwise, if you'd like to find out more about how to improve pricing in your business, head on over to thepricinglady.com and book a discovery call with me. That's all I have for you today, folks. I wish you all the best. And as always, enjoy pricing, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving. Or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy pricing. <laughs>